0: Good morning, afternoon, and evening, and welcome to the 8311cast, your premier Midwestern-based sports podcast, bringing you all things sports to your beautiful ears. Join your hosts, Kyle Mersch, Mike Ludwig, Ari Barry, and Wyatt Teeter, as we talk to you about college football, the MLB, and of course, our signature segments, Mike Stupider Rules and Write That Down Predictions, here on episode 186. <laughs> Formula One's on summer break, but that doesn't mean we can't have a formula fun fact to start off this episode. Fernando Alonso is a really good driver. If you haven't heard of his name before, he's old AF and is still racing. Uh, really good. But he has the most wins from the most grid positions in the entirety of Formula One history. So he's won starting from nine different positions throughout his career. Uh, so nine total. Tied for second place is Nikki Lauda, another huge legend, uh, Nelson Piquet, David Coulthard, Michael Schumacher, Kimi Räikkönen, and Lewis Hamilton, all great drivers in their own respects. What's interesting though, is that Fernando Alonso has nine, right, that puts him one above these other individuals, including Nelson Piquet, whose son, Nelson Paquette Jr., intentionally crashed out of a race in the 2008 Singapore Grand Prix to allow Fernando Alonso to win. Um, later on in like 2009, 2010, Renault, the team at the time that was running these two drivers, uh, was actually sanctioned and I think banned from uh, FIA events for two years or something after this. But this was called Crashgate, basically. I think Watergate, Crashgate, right? And Renault, the constructor, instructed uh, Paquette Jr. to intentionally crash to give Fernando Alonso this advantage, which, funny enough, puts him one above Paquette Jr.'s father for the most wins from... Uh, a myriad of grid position. There's your fun fact for the day. We love a good cheating scandal. That is that is actually super interesting. Um
1: the other I I think I know where you pulled that from cuz I think I came across it on Twitter um where they were uh posting what drivers had won from like the lowest starting grid position. Um Charles Leclerc had can't seem to win if he's in a grid position anywhere but like two or one, which I thought was really interesting. Like Max Verstappen this, uh, in what was that the last weekend going into summer break one from 10th. Um, and we've seen, you know, when you think historically, like the great drivers can, can come back, uh, if they start from a low grid position and put themselves in the chase. But, you know, I I don't know what that says about Charles,
0: right?
2: What, what's the lowest position that anyone's ever won from?
0: Uh, so anything past P10 is pretty rare. Um, Fernando Alonso's the the one that we were just talking about that triggered Crashgate. He started from P15 uh, in one, but I actually don't know what the lowest is off the top of my head. Let me see if I
2: can Maybe, maybe that quicker. can be a fun fact for next week. Oh, it could be. There we go. Sneak peek. Yeah, tune in next week because everyone wants to know the answer to that question that they definitely couldn't yeah. just Google on their own. Don't <laughs> do that.
0: Don't Google it. That's cheating. Only just why like, I can do that. Just like you should not Google the first preseason AP poll that came out this past week.
2: I mean, you can, but we're going to tell you all about it right now, so I don't know why you would need to um, afterwards. Um, uh, Alabama was ranked number one in the uh, AP poll, just like they were in the coaches' poll. Um, In fact, the top five are exactly identical between the two polls. Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia um, Clemson and Notre Dame, um, being the top five. Um, and, uh, this time, uh, Texas didn't get any, uh, first place votes, unlike in the, uh, Paul, uh, Alabama got 54 first place votes, um, six for Ohio state and three for Georgia. So that uh, that is much more more reasonable, I would say. Um, and in fact, Texas went so far as they, they didn't even make the top 25 of the uh, AP poll. They were 27th, um, if it would extend that far, into the AP poll. Um, so there you go. that much better. I think that's much more reasonable-ish for Texas. But um, this is Alabama's 13th straight time in the preseason excuse me, preseason top three. Um, that's a streak I don't see ending anytime soon, right? So I, why would it end, I guess? I can't think of a reason why um, it would. So we're going to be Saban, looking at... Saban retires. True. W- when is that going to happen?
1: But is Nick Saban retiring going to end that run, or is it just going to be next man up type situation? Whoever yeah. he grooms, you know, just kind of takes the reins and keeps keeps the train moving you know we'll definitely find out whether
3: it's the school or the coach that really keeps people coming in is it the alabama you know brand or is it nick saban brand
2: you've got uh you've got bob stoops right like oklahoma bob stoops retires and they're still fine maybe not quite as good as they used to be but they're still a very good football program i mean well
1: bob stoops groomed uh why am i blanking on his name lincoln riley And now now there's another change of the guard. But Brett Venerables, obviously, now we're getting down a rabbit hole. He was recruiting defense really, really well to Clemson. So does that change over? Does Clemson's defense?
2: Well, defense doesn't happen in the Big 12. So that is true.
3: It was pretty good last year. We were a much better defensive league than we have in the past.
2: That's true. Or were we just a much worse offensive league than in the past?
1: I mean, d- did Iowa State didn't Iowa State lead in all or like in a lot of passing categories last season? They were at least top five.
2: I mean, that is half the conference.
1: Yeah,
3: Ariadne. <laughs> oh, yeah, It It's my
1: fault. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> like, oh,
3: thanks for that. Um, hey, that's not to be taken, you know, for granted when you know we were in school.
2: When you were in school. All right. All right. <laughs> remember, you're old.
3: I do remember that. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but yes, that is true. Um, but we'll see. I don't think Nick Saban's retiring anytime soon. He might just be one of those coaches who dies coaching. Then probably coaches a couple more seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just wheel his casket out onto the field for. for and he's games. still
1: better than the majority of the teams.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Actually, well, will
1: always be-, be better than Vanderbilt at football.
2: <laughs> yeah but you would have said texas will always be better than iowa state at football too wouldn't you have well it, and yeah. nebraska will always be better than minnesota
1: sure kansas recently has been better at football than texas uh,
3: I
2: don't, at least head be. to
1: head okay
3: <laughs> spending some narratives here i
2: mean i didn't he did i was reasonable but anyway other things from the ap poll that uh, might be interesting for big 12 fans um, Oklahoma is at um, 9. Yes, Oklahoma's at 9. Baylor's at 10. Oklahoma State is at 12. Um, That's it for um, Big 12 teams in the top 25. If you extend it out, um, Texas is at 27. Iowa's at 28. Did I miss one, Kyle? I may have missed one.
1: No, I was somewhat uh what source is this cuz they're completely wrong don't look them up uh bleacher report had uh oklahoma ranked wrong i've i've got
2: 9 from the official website
1: college football news had oklahoma ranked wrong so take them off of your uh list of reputable sources to go through it's more of a reminder for myself they had them listed at at uh 8 instead of 9 so. I've got
2: nine. So, what you have, also, Ariana? I could be wrong. Yes, I and have, have nine. nine as
1: well. I have nine according to ESPN. So, I'm going to trust them more than College Football News.
2: I mean, I am on literally the Associated Press page, so I hope that one's right. Yeah, but, I trust that. Um, yeah. So, other ones we care about: Texas at 27, Iowa at 28. Kansas State is at, I don't know, I didn't count this out 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37th for Kansas State. Um, Iowa State did not receive any votes in this poll, so they are um, not even in the others receiving votes category. Um, Future Big 12 teams, Cincinnati, Houston, and BYU, are holding down the bottom of the poll 23, 24, and 25. Um, all of them ranked. So that even without Oklahoma and Texas, the future Big 12 is is deep. It might not have the top tier talent it did with Oklahoma and Texas, but it's still very deep if those schools um, keep playing well. Um, I see there's some other fun facts about the uh, poll. Who's, who wants to go over those?
3: Yeah, I can talk about just a couple of them that I found on there. Um, LSU is going to start the season unranked for the first time since 2000 it doesn't sound that long ago but it's been you know 22 years since 2000 so there are probably almost every single player on that team was not alive when that happened
0: um so that's just something to think about there i just wanted to mention that nebraska also got a vote from brett mcmurphy for some reason
2: interesting
0: good job job, Brett. one
2: person thinks nebraska is the number 25 team in the nation interesting
1: also, the, did, did anyone notice that the only team between the coaches poll and the top 25, like the only discrepancy is uh, substituted? well, is not having Texas, and then the coaches poll didn't have BYU. Otherwise, the top 25 includes every team.
2: Yeah, it's just 24 of the same the 25 same team. teams. In yeah. Each poll. They're, they're ordered differently.
1: Right. Um, the once... top 10, the top 10 is really really close um
2: yeah. just have some have utah over texas A M. right or no some have michigan well, over utah yeah, Mich- and texas AM. right right and coaches have michigan over utah and texas AM. that's about the only it, difference
1: it's very it's very interesting to see you know how close both are thinking usually you see a little bit of variation between the two you do yeah um especially more variation in like where the teams are ranked I would say this is a pretty, you know, close uh, poll between the two of them. But I don't know. It seems interesting. It just struck me as, yeah, you don't see this quite often, quite as often as as you do this scene of this year.
0: To just um, Brett McMurphy again back to his ballot. He also had Miami number four, which is weird. Wild, so, yeah.
1: With yeah. Miami in the coaches poll is seventeen, and Miami in the AP top twenty-five is sixteen. So like, and
2: they're, they're probably only sixteen because of how high uh,
1: Brett put them.
2: Yeah, Brett put them. So. Certainly helps, right?
1: Well, mm-hmm. there, there's a uh, quick math here. Ninety, what, what is that? Oh gosh, ninety-six point difference between sixteen and seventeen. Miami and Pittsburgh.
2: Okay, so that's not enough to change it. No, so. Because we talked about last week how the ranking system works. But one thing the AP poll does have going for itself is it is public. You can just Google AP poll by voter and you can look at how each voter filled out the bracket. So you can see who was high on what teams, who was low on what teams, you know, the what papers or media organizations they write for, et cetera. So there you go. That's how we know it was specifically Brett McMurphy who gave Nebraska a vote, where we were speculating last week at who put Texas number one. Make the coaches poll public. And that's what I'm saying. Agreed. I want accountability. Go for it. I want accountability. Um, but there was some uh, accountability uh, in Major League Baseball this week. Um, the big news for Major League Baseball is uh, Fernando Tatis was suspended in um, uh, 80 games for um, testing positive for a performance-enhancing drug that I can't put out, so I'll pass it over to our pharmacy expert in R.A.R.
3: Second-hand pharmacy expert, I guess, ball, which I believe is an anabolic steroid. Um, his uh, his original excuse was that he tested positive for Clostobol because he had a ringworm, uh, which weird excuse to start off with. Then, you know, people were doing some research. I talked to my wife, who is a pharmacist, uh, and she was like, I don't, that doesn't really make any sense. So we were looking at it, and there does not appear to be any ringworm medication that actually includes Clostabal in it. Uh, and people started noticing that on social media and talking about it. And just today, on Monday, I believe it was, there was an interview with Fernando Tatis' father. Uh, that says he actually had it because he got a fungal infection from a haircut and he took, what was it, tr- trofoball? Yeah, trofoball. Yeah, he took something called Trophobol, which appears to be a Hispanic suspension medication, which is close to ball in, I closed my tab, ni-
2: nimiocin or something, but uh, questionable still but but is it would it actually be used to treat a fungal infection? Yes. Okay. I,
3: I do believe it would be. I don't know where that window is. I I got rid of it. But I do believe that that is actually for fungal infections. Uh but really weird, really weird excuse and really weird that we changed the entire reason uh in the first place. A fungal infection because of a haircut is very different than ringworm I feel like.
1: But wouldn't wouldn't you feel like you would like to have some sort of joint uh, story to put out there rather than what they did go about. It's like, ah, oh, ringworm. Nope, he had a hair. He got a haircut and right. got an infection. You know, good I, advice. At is, least, don't, at least don't have a uniform story. Yes, but yeah. For sure. You just got a three hundred something million dollar contract. You can. I, I feel like you could. You know, maybe pay a little bit more, tip him a little bit extra to make sure. Uh, <laughs> That everything's cleaned before you get your haircut, but Yeah, if you're gonna lie
3: about I don't it, know. make sure your story's straight for sure. Uh his stories may not have been straight, but hopefully his hairline was looking lined up after that sweet, sweet haircut where he got a
1: fungal infection on his head, I guess. I don't And lost a ton of money because of it. A ton
2: so. of money. Yeah, like seriously, just just go find a good haircut place. Like I don't know where you go. I don't know where you're going that you get fungal infection from a haircut.
3: And as you talked about, Mike, they, they literally have a dedicated phone number that you can call and be like, this is the thing I'm looking at. Can I take this or will I get suspended? And they tell you yes
2: or no. And apparently that is just too hard. I mean, that—that that is if you actually believe this story, which I don't. Yeah. It does, it's odd you that don't he. Get, yeah.
1: Have and any of
3: you guys not to appeal it? Which, like, that's fine. But then why are you making up all these odd stories? Just take it and just let it happen. And obviously, if you're not appealing it, then you feel like you don't have a
1: chance and you think you did it wrong. Yeah. I I mean, the thing that sucks about it, too, for him especially, is he was on the mend and about to make his return to Major League Baseball. And the Padres had just gone all in to get Soto in their chase of what they hoped to be uh, a successful postseason but i mean this just throws uh unfortunate like curveball uh to their plans for this this season so it's just really interesting did you guys also look up and and see how much this haircut potentially cost him no but i would love to hear it according to marketwatch.com uh the 23 year old Tatis who signed his three hundred and forty million dollar fourteen year contract before twenty twenty one. Um he is according to Market Watch one of the most prominent players ever penalized for performance enhancing drugs along with Alex Rodriguez and Manny Ramirez. Uh this penalty will cost Tatis approximately two point nine million dollars. That's one expensive haircut. Yeah, I hope
2: he's looking fresh. A <laughs> haircut that costs that much. Just saying.
1: Oh, MLB also said the suspension will prevent Tatis from playing for the Dominican Republic in the World Baseball Classic next March. Ooh, so
2: can unfortunate, they control that? That's not what I was
1: wondering.
0: Uh,
1: I, I don't know. That'd be interesting American to
2: look
0: government. that'd be interesting to look into, I guess. I mean, could they say if he does play then he can't play for the MLB? I feel like that's I don't the only think, leverage they I mean, would have.
2: His team might be able to, but I don't think the league could. Unless it's in the collective bargaining agreement, of
0: course. Yeah, I don't know if the CBA has anything in there for that.
2: Interesting. Yeah, that is I'm interesting. just disappointed.
3: I cannot find a picture of Fernando Tatis's, uh haircut. I just want to see how good it looks. Because he probably didn't get
2: one. <laughs> I mean, he has probably had his hair cut at some point in his life.
1: He does that have pretty true. long hair, so I was wondering why they went with he's, the haircut. He's got the speed dreads. Yeah.
3: His hair is kind of... One of the more famous
1: haircuts in the MLB, really. That and uh, uh, Andrew McCutcheon pre... Yeah, uh, pre the buzz. but Like the cr- close crop.
3: You had uh, Bryce Harper's sick flow. Oh, Mike loves that guy. Oh, that's who doesn't?
2: I do not like Bryce Harper. He's an
3: unlikable I, fellow.
2: i boo Bryce Harper at every opportunity. Go ahead. Even when I was in uh, Philadelphia last year, I booed Bryce Harper. I wasn't very popular. That's dangerous. I know. I don't like Bryce Harper. But I was wearing a Twins hat anyway, so they got it. They understood.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't seem to be helping his case because, you know, his original injury came from a motorcycle accident, which is what it's believed to have been. He suffered it in, De- in December in the Dominican Republic. but So, obviously, the organization isn't too excited with him right now. Maybe they should have put a clause in his contract.
3: No we will, motorcycle rides, no haircuts. We,
1: we will oversee all haircuts and you need a sidecar on your motorcycle to take some sort of like accountability partner with you.
2: <laughs> uh, I don't know.
1: Either here nor there, you know, it is what it is, but it I I don't know. You know, it sucks really for the Padres. Right. But you know, there are other couple other teams that are apparently stumbling and the Yankees being one of them and Mike what's what's going on with the Twins recently? The the Guardians have taken control of the American League Central.
2: The, the Guardians have taken over first place um in the AL Central. The Twins have definitely been uh been struggling since the All-Star break. Um they, the yeah, the Yankees and the Twins, as Kyle mentioned, have been the two worst teams since the All Star break. And um, if we look at their records um, since, I guess we'll go since the end of June, which is not quite the All Star break. The Twins are fifteen and nineteen. The Yankees are fifteen and twenty two. Um, so basically, the Moab stories. Both teams have really been struggling, and it's also good teams can struggle too. It's so not necessarily – that. not saying the Twins are as good as the Yankees. They're obviously not. The Yankees are the better team. Um, but, um, yeah, good team struggle. We'll see if the Twins can recover. They've lost some games that you need to win, um, including a couple to the Angels this weekend. But there's lots of time to get on track. The Twins still play the uh, White Sox and Guardians like a total of 15 times or something over the – the last month and a half. So there's lots of time to get it straightened out. The division is still competitive. It's not like um, the Guardians are running away with it by any means. They're up by three games as we record this. So not, uh, not like it's an uh, unsurcomable lead. But yes, they're definitely struggling, and we'll see if they can uh, straighten it out. Yeah, my um, Cardinals
3: just lost 2 to the to the to the Rockies after I talked about how great they were doing last week. So, I feel you there. A little bit of a stumbling block, but everybody has rough stretches. It's a long season.
2: It is a long season. I I I can make my uh, you know, how I always make my disclaimer, you can't overreact to the first week of the MLB season. You can't overreact to any individual week of the MLB season, right? No matter what week it is. You can't now, I mean, when we're talking about to the end of since the end of June, they've been struggling. That's definitely a large enough sample size. It's a month and a half sample size um, to compare them there. But recovery can happen. There's there's lots of time to recover for sure. So we'll we'll see what happens. A lot of baseball left be played in the last month and a half. So we will go from there. Um other notes from around Major League Baseball, Walker Buehler um, of the Dodgers is going to have season-ending surgery. Their rotation is really beat up right now. Bueller's hurt, Kershaw's hurt. Who else is out in that rotation?
3: Uh, May is out, theoretically coming back in on the 20th, I believe. He should be starting his pit. first start since I don't even know when.
1: Well, he hasn't pitched all season, I don't think.
3: That's what I thought, but I wasn't sure.
1: I think he got hurt right either in the playoffs last year or right before the playoffs. So it's been, been tough sledding for that Dodgers rotation, which has been led by Gonsolin and what Anderson, right? I believe are the two, two uh, top pitchers in that rotation right now. They're left when they thought that Kershaw, Bueller and may were going to be, you know, their top three starters. Now the back end of their rotation is really the front end of the rotation. Yep. So far this season. So interesting stuff there. We'll see how well they can do because obviously they have the offense to power through the postseason. Um, We'll see if they have the pitching to do so as well. You know, see how that goes elsewhere in Major League Baseball. The Texas Rangers, um, uh, Chris Young, former uh, player turned GM, had to inform uh, Rangers manager Chris Woodward that he no longer has a job with the team. Obviously very disappointing season for the Rangers after they went out and spent a ton of money in free agency and it hasn't seemed to work out. Bringing in Marcus Simeon, um, spending a lot of money to get, uh, Corey Seager, right. As well down to Texas, um, just hasn't worked out. So that makes for this season, uh, elsewhere around major league baseball, like managers that could be on the hot seat, uh, just off the top of my head, you know, t- how's Tony Larusa's spot in Chicago uh, on the South side for the White Sox after a disappointing season so far for that team? Um, uh, I got to think that the Royals are having considerations about is Mike Matheny the guy? Um, the Nationals, after what their season has turned into, do you just reboot with a new manager? Uh, possibly the Marlins. And I don't know, it just seems like a mess in Pittsburgh, too. They got to figure something out else, something out there as well. So we'll see Four four managers this season are already gone. Um, one GM that we know of. And Mike, you have a story for us surrounding Al Avila.
2: Yes, uh, Al Avila, my favorite. So Al Avila was a longtime GM for the Tigers um, before they fired him. But I don't know if you guys remember this. Back in, um, I believe it was 2017, yeah, in 2017 at the trade deadline, Al Avila was in the interesting spot where he actually traded his own son. So Alex Avila was a former catcher and longtime catcher for the Detroit Tigers. In 2017, he actually traded his own son from the Tigers to the Cobbs. Um, but just an interest. I always just love that story. I always think of that whenever I hear Al Avila. It's just interesting. He traded his own son. Seems a little bit harsh, but then you think about it and you're like, I mean, yeah, you got to do what you got to do, right? Can't let that get in the way. So just an interesting tidbit. He traded his own son. Could you guys imagine that? You got to trade your own kid in order to keep your job?
3: It'd be It'd be awkward for sure. You, yeah. you talk about Imagine. it you bring that up at thanksgiving yeah. you're like well you <laughs> traded me so i don't know what you want to
2: yeah it, it um. uh what, what i what i read as i was reading back up on this after we got fired is that his son alex was fine with it um but um but uh his mother was actually upset about it um so oh. you know that was actually yeah she made her husband uh, sleep on the couch for a little bit um, <laughs> nice. after after trading his son. But, on, yeah. on a similar note, in the NBA,
3: Doc Rivers traded for his son, Austin Rivers, uh, to be on the Clippers. But then, after that, he did also trade him away. Uh, Austin Rivers got traded to the Washington Wizards in exchange for Marcin Gortat. So,
1: there's another father who traded his son.
2: Yeah, I bet that makes good conversation later
1: i can imagine so but as the season still plugs along or chugs along i guess we can say um mlb did announce the 2022 playoff schedule uh today as reported by jeff Passen, um here from his lovely twitter feed i'm going to read all the details of it uh game one of the world series is going to be Friday, October 28th. Mark your calendars. Game seven would then be November 5th. So we will get November baseball this season. All four wildcard series will be on three consecutive days, October 7th through the 9th. Each division series will start promptly on October 11th. The NLCS will start October 18th and the ALCS, uh, following on the 19th. Um, Major League Baseball said this after expanding uh, the postseason to 12 teams. The lockout induced late start. Uh, MLB wanted to shorten the calendar. It did so by getting rid of some travel days. So no off days between games four and five in the divisional series and games five and six of the championship series Uh, could affect strategy and geography could be a nightmare for the example that he gives is the Mariners and the Yankees ALDS. Seattle hosts Game 4 on October 16th, wins to force Game 5. Both teams fly from Seattle to New York and play Game 5 the next day, October 17th. Similarly, in the NLCS with Mets and Dodgers, Games 3 through 7 are on five consecutive days, including a cross-country flight. So, in summary, we will have a much shorter uh, postseason, but Some of these strategies and games could get quite interesting if you do have to play a Seattle and New York series and a New York Mets versus L.A. Dodgers series.
2: So what I'm hearing is it's better to just be in the middle. Yep. I agree. Just be in the middle.
1: Just be in the middle or time travel. But that's a completely different topic and subject for another day.
2: It is. So there you go. Mark those dates off on your calendars. Don't schedule like an entire weekend retreat or something during wildcard Weekend. That would be, that would mean you'd miss your team in the Wild Card. But so be it.
1: Well, unless you're the Royals, then you can just schedule yeah, over if you, that.
2: If you're the Royals and the Cubs, it don't matter. You're not making the playoffs. So. Or if you win your division. I I mean, if if you're the worst division winner, you still got to play that weekend. So. Even if the Cardinals or Twins win their division, they're going to be playing that weekend, aren't? Well, they're not uh, well we will set our DVRs then. Else. Yeah,
3: nobody has DVRs anymore.
2: No, I never had a DVR. Anyway, that's definitely off on a side tangent.
3: We'll put it on the same podcast as time travel, time travel and DVRs. <laughs> yeah.
1: Can, can we also uh, then we can also try and explain cash over cap in the NFL too, and how they're just printing money and. Pushing it off to multiple years down the road, but
3: when we have a really slow week, we'll just do a a, ra- <laughs> a random podcast.
2: Yeah, that. We have, next time we, we, we should
1: next time next year when we get into the saddest what four days in sports, we can do that. Everybody
3: brings a random topic to explain, like speech class in high school.
2: Yep, that works for me. We'll we'll keep that in mind for next time we uh we get slow and out stuff to talk about
1: like we're bringing things to this podcast the next time in major league baseball this week Mike we saw a uh a player bring a device onto the field would you like to enlighten us this week on Mike's stupid rules
2: yeah so for those of you who didn't uh didn't see this this happened um on i think it was Thursday or Friday of last week um Redufo Castro um rookie for the San Diego, or sorry, for the Pittsburgh Pirates, excuse me, um, was um, rounding second base and uh, slid head first into third base. and from there um, had the, had a phone fall out of his back pocket. His cell phone, his smartphone fell out of his back pocket of his baseball pants, and just sort of laid there by the base. And the umpire just looks at it and looks at him. And and points at it and is like, uh, what's that? Um, yes, so this is against Major League rules. Though it does not no, uh, there is no explicit reference to electronic devices in the major league rules. Um, according to the rule book, um, if you search for electronic devices, it references you to rule. 3.10 Part B, which just says the use of any markers on the field that create a tangible reference system on the field is prohibited. I'm not sure how that bans electronic devices, but yes, according to, but it is against rules to have phones or any technology other than the MLB approved iPads in the dugout or on the playing field. Um, so there's still no word whether he's going to receive any punishment for that, um, this issue, but, but, but don't do that guys. Just, just don't bring it, leave it in the clubhouse. It's really okay. And obviously this wasn't intentional. He was caught up in the excitement of his major league debut. Um, and this was a mistake. Um, but don't do that guys, leave those in the clubhouse. Not only is it against the rules, you're probably gonna break it. So just, yeah, just don't do that. Just don't do it. Any questions?
3: I do not have any.
2: Yeah, yeah, that one's pretty straightforward. Leave the technology in the dugout. In our accountability session this week for our Write That Down prediction segments, if you remember last week, we had a perfect accountability session. All of our predictions were right. Well, this time we have the opposite of that. All of our predictions are incorrect this week. First, we have one that I'm not sure how I missed this in previous weeks. Um, I should have come off the board previously, but I missed it. Wyatt predicted that Ferrari would go 1-2 in the Hungarian Grand Prix. They didn't even finish one driver in the top three. It's hard to go 1-2 if neither of your drivers are in the top three. So for that, Wyatt could say, nah. Nah,
3: nah, nah.
2: Um, I predicted the Twins would have a winning week in Los Angeles. Um, they had two games against the Dodgers and three against the Angels. They ended up going 1-4. and four. That is not a winning week. So I get a, that's it for accountability session, two wrong predictions. So I'll start to get some stuff on the board. Um, And just just before I do this, um, for the record, Kyle wrote down his prediction, like typed it up on a a sheet before me. So though you're hearing mine first, mine is actually to spite Kyle for his prediction that you'll hear later. I am predicting Cyclones will start the year... Exactly three and one.
3: So to cover uh, Iowa State's first four games this season will be against SEMO or Southeast Missouri State uh, against the University of Iowa at Kinnick and then versus Ohio and versus Baylor. So one away game, three home games, uh, two games that you really, really should win and two games that according to FPI are more or less a coin flip.
2: What do you guys think? Exactly three and one. Is my this is as low
1: as a double? I was thinking a triple. No, that probably a triple. A I don't think it's a double. I don't think it's a home
0: run. It's not because Therefore, my prediction's a home run. <laughs> Therefore, it is. I think it's a triple. Triple it is. one put from Mariano? Yeah,
3: I mean, doesn't matter. But I think I would agree.
0: If you didn't, you know, you could always try to, to sway one of us. I could courses. sway, but I think triple seems fine. Sounds good. Do we have anything from Josh this week? Is he still alive?
2: Still alive. He's still doing well. He was, uh, like a lot of us, was impressed Mm. by what he saw in the preseason by Brock Purdy um, leading the 49ers on a game-winning drive um, against the Packers. Um, So he's going to predict that Brock Purdy will play in October. You will oh, play little, in a game in the month Brock of October.
1: October, Brock-tober Brock-tober action October, magic. For you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: I yes. mean, my question is: Is this going to be that Trey Lance is so bad that? But they still have they, Jimmy G. But so, right, they're but, keeping but, but, Jim So the news around San Francisco right now, as reported by um, Nick Wright with What's Right with Nick Wright, uh, says that they are keeping Jimmy Garoppolo away from the team during practices, because they want everyone to understand that this is Trey Lance's team. Like, that sounds so awkward. He's still recovering from his injury, and he was in before practice a couple mornings um, uh, trying to rehab and get better and just use the facility, and like 30 minutes before practice started, they sent him home. They are like, get out of here.
2: Yeah, they. he is listed fourth on the depth chart right now. Garoppolo is. Purdy is third. Um, so Trey Lance is first, like Kyle said. Nate Sudfeld is second on the depth chart. Purdy is third and Garoppolo is fourth. He's not even, uh, He is not going to play for the 49ers this year. He's not.
1: So like at this point, the 49, I don't think the 49ers carry three quarterbacks and they can't, ain't no way they can cut Garoppolo. I would be shocked. They're going to trade Purdy him. Played this year, to be honest. unless They're going so to trade counting? him if they can,
3: you know? Well, now the rumor is if Deshaun Watson gets suspended for over a year, which he almost certainly will, the Browns will be looking at Jimmy Garoppolo.
2: So they're going to trade like six first round picks for Watson and then they're going to trade for Garoppolo too?
1: Well, I mean, if if they don't think that they can get anything out of, you know, Deshaun Watson this season, what do you got? You're rolling with... oh. What's his name? Jacoby Brissett. Why did we pick up Jacoby Brissett, though?
0: I or assume we picked up Jacoby
3: Brissett because we thought he could manage a season. OK, you have two guys who can manage not maybe a whole season, but they're decent quarterbacks. Both those guys cool. are pretty
1: decent. The Browns are just a mess. They they <laughs> yes. hand no, the ball off. Me. They hand the ball off to a great stable of backfields. Kareem Hunt's like, hey, I want to trade. I want, you know, uh. More prominence somewhere else, and they're like, "Nah." But if you don't practice, we're gonna find you fifty thousand a day. That's <laughs> yeah. literally what they said. So I I don't know what That's the Browns what are doing. Right, right. It is, but it's still just you
2: know. I I don't really have crappy. sympathy for players that demand trade. Do you sign the contract? I don't have any sympathy for you. Practice or get fined. I have no sympathy for you.
1: But going back to Brock Purdy, I. It would count I, I, if
2: he holds. He's going to
1: make the rap He's going to make the roster.
2: No, he's not. He's going to get practice squatted. Yeah. I think also, he's getting, we should I think acknowledge this does
3: not squad.
1: say that he's playing
3: for the 49ers as well. That's that's true. That is true. And right? my question he, still wait.
2: stands: Does Holder count? Yes. No. That does. Yeah, he plays. It didn't say he will play uh, quarterback. Josh Triska just said he will. That play. That is
1: true. That
3: makes that it a lot true. harder.
2: But I don't. I think he's practice squad. So. I still don't think he plays. I don't think he plays. They, I don't they either. Put him out, right, right. So you're not. They think Trey Lance is going to be good, but they don't know that. Right. We we can all agree with that.
1: Right. But then okay. Nate Sudfield ain't it but, either. But, so, but,
2: you can, but but I'm saying if you have a, a number one, a starting quarterback who you don't know if it's good, you can't have your backup quarterback be a rookie agreed you just can't so Sudfeld is gonna be the backup and they ain't gonna have three quarterbacks active even if Purdy makes the 53-man roster he's not gonna be active assuming both Lance and Sudfeld are healthy that's what I'm saying nobody has three quarterbacks active on game day even if they're on the roster
1: yeah that's a good point what is this is a home run then. I'm, I'm gonna right. say home run
2: yes I agree
1: this also I not feel not a home
3: run <laughs> I'm much more close to a double now that i'm looking at mike's prediction to be honest
2: it's on the board you cannot uh, your opportunity to change it is gone i regret it now but yes double would have been much more i think a
3: double makes a lot of sense i don't know why we said triple i
2: I, I would not i would not have complained because
0: we're still in the episode but i I guess no i think kyle and i I are 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 pretty realistic going into this season
2: yeah, but I'm
3: just looking at the numbers that are available rather than Iowa State versus Homerism that we've both...
2: I. Essentially, what I, essentially what I'm saying is that they're going to beat one of Iowa or Baylor. Like, right. Realistically, that that's fair. what my prediction is. And saying it's a triple means that has less than a 15% chance of That's happening. what I was thinking.
0: The other part that you're not taking into account, though, is that we're really good at losing gimme games. Like...
2: But Southeast Missouri State is the worst opening team we've played in a long time.
1: Yeah, but then we got we got a Maction team coming. You know, <laughs> that could be a trap game.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you can't overlook the Maction. All right. It doesn't matter anymore. We'll move on. We can't change it. That is but true. I just wanted to be on record as saying that.
1: I, I still yeah, I, am firmly that it should be a triple.
0: That's fine. Right now, I, I don't think so. Outloaded anyway. Yeah, that's true.
1: I mean... I, I'm wavering a little bit more, but it's on the board, so. It's yeah, on the board,
3: we can't whatever. Speaking
0: of on the board, my prediction is going to be Iowa State will give up a touchdown on a kickoff, because that's disappointing.
3: It, it At all this whole season?
0: At this season. Oh, like a single. You think it'll happen?
2: <laughs> I was leaning towards double, but. Double. Say say
0: we got a special teams coordinator now, like a real human. We don't the know if he's might, good. Just, just yeah, bringing in a nothing. quarter,
1: like. Just bringing in a coordinator doesn't help us. Yeah.
0: It's better than know. not having the position filled. That's fine. We can there was double. no position to be filled earlier. It <laughs> was. Okay. It wasn't listed. Right. Yeah. Let me. Rephrase. As a job to apply for. There is now a position, and it has been filled. Which is realistically, better than not it.
3: it probably shouldn't be a single. But in my mind, I'm like, yeah, that's gonna, That's going to happen. So
2: I'm going to be. A, I'm going to say single. I'm saying double. 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 It
1: is. Yeah, cow. I have two today, so buckle your seatbelts. Iowa State will start the season one and three.
2: This is a home run. We don't really even need to talk about it. Agree. I mean, we could just put some
3: numbers out there, right? Just the FBI, just so we understand how ridiculous that would be. Uh, SEMO has a 1.4% chance to win. Via FPI and Ohio has a three point nine percent chance to win. So together they have less than like a six percent chance of winning the game. So yeah, home run. It's
2: so a home run. I I see you have a second prediction. I do. You want to make two here?
1: I do. Sorry, I was distracted by what's happening live uh, on TV right now between the Royals and the Twins. But since we don't aren't play by play broadcasters, uh. <laughs> I'm gonna get back to the to the action here at at hand. Hunter Deckers, uh, projected starter uh, for Iowa State, will have less than 15 touchdown passes this season.
2: I mean, for this to be true, he's got to get benched. I would say, right?
1: Really? Did, how many touchdown had passes did he have? Nineteen last year. Yeah. Really? yeah. Yeah. It wasn't.
2: Like, he had
3: they, 27 they, the year before. They
2: played. They played. They played. 12 games that's essentially saying he'll average 1.2 touchdown passes per game right Less than that. that's bad we're gonna be really bad if that's the case
3: i believe that's what he's intimating with the one and three and then the uh the 15 touchdown passes what'd you say you said less i, I than believe
1: yeah less than 15 and, and so i mean put that
3: into perspective
1: basically this is me saying that yes hunter decker is at some point will no longer be the starting quarterback for iowa state
3: in 2017 Kyle Kempt of Iowa State Legend uh threw for 15 touchdown passes. Fifteen touchdown passes, three interceptions. But he didn't play the whole season. Se- right. He didn't he play the whole season. Eight
2: games, yeah. Right,
3: but that's what I'm saying. That's the, the level we're looking at here would be Kyle Kempt in 2017. Who else is on our roster
2: for quarterback?
1: Was that the Jacob Park season?
2: Yes, that was yeah. the Jacob Park season. I'm trying to pull up our depth chart now. The ISU football depth chart. No, not the LSU football depth chart. The ISU football depth chart. We don't need that. Um, Rocco Becht would be the backup. Rocco Becht. Right. Uh, Um, So we're either
3: going to be bad. That's really it. Uh, Who did they bench him for?
1: They would bench him for Rocco Becht. You think they would
3: do that, though? Yes. He's going to be that bad.
1: I mean, if he's if he's at a one to one touchdown to interception ratio, like I think he could be, you're benching him for Rocco Beck to see what he has. That's like Brock Purdy type situation back when he took a, assumed the role uh, against Oklahoma State, right? Who'd you start? Who did we start with that season? It wasn't great.
2: It was so that was the year where Kemp got injured, right? And then we replaced him with who did we replace him with? I gotta find this. What year was
3: that? 2020? 2018? 2019. Oh, we
1: replaced him with that guy who moved. Uh, Zeb, Nolan. Zeb Nolan. There you go. Yeah, Zeb. A... Zeb Nolan. That is me pulling to... that out. Yeah, pulling that out without looking it up.
2: North Dakota yeah. State. No, that was Park who traveled. Pope. no. no. was it Park who went to North Dakota State? Oh, it was Zeb Nolan. Okay. He was an NDSU star. Z- and
0: Nolan.
2: then he
1: played when he was times. a grad. And then he played as a graduate assistant because they were lacking so much depth. <laughs>
2: but you that was for, for somebody else. Yeah, the Game yeah, Cox, South, Carolina. South Carolina
3: in 2021. Yeah. Very off topic here. Um.
2: Anyway, yeah, this to me is a triple. Yeah, I, that vibes? I'm fine yeah. with
1: that. It's not a double and it's yeah, it's not a home run because this so, could be a very run featured offense. Uh, we don't know yet. Yeah. Maybe Hunter Deckers has only 14 touchdown passes, but like. 12 rushing touchdowns, something like that.
2: He's going to throw for five touchdown passes against Southeast Missouri, and you're going to look dumb.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, but hey, then he only throws nine hey, for the rest yeah. of the season.
1: <laughs> if he does, so be it. That means that we're beating expectations, right? My expectations. So
2: yeah, um, right,
3: well, uh, we'll do a triple then. Yeah, Ryan. All right. I have predicted that Iowa State football will not be ranked in a single AP poll next season. That's in the top twenty five. Also receiving votes doesn't count. Ah, that ain't gonna happen. I think we're gonna be that bad. No, I just think we're gonna be that okay. Like I don't think we're gonna be like we're gonna be like like into a bowl game.
1: Yeah, you could be a six and six team and never be ranked.
3: I don't know. I think Uh, we will strategically win and lose games to remain just on the outskirts the entire season. Every time
0: we get a little momentum, we'll 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 get a letdown. I think it'll be another classic Iowa State football season.
1: Yeah, but is Less this a than. double?
0: I think this is a triple.
2: I don't want to have you, to make this decision.
1: You literally just, why? you literally said, eh, ain't gonna
0: happen. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, like I said, I'm, I am being kind of realistic here.
2: Not gonna be ranked at all. Not even once. Not even once.
1: I mean, going into basketball last year, we were like, well, we're not sniffing the rankings ever. Yeah. Oh.
0: This be the first year since twenty sixteen that we have that we would not have been ranked
3: 20. 20s. yeah twenty sixteen seventeen when Arion graduated yeah and we
2: I'm uh, gonna say triple
3: ah okay I've been overruled sweet and then Kyle just really inspired me so I am gonna jump on multiple bandwagons here one of making multiple picks and two I just thought I would round it out and I'm gonna say Iowa State starts the season two and two. That seems
0: like the most likely out of Good. Mike and Kyle's yep. prediction.
3: I think you're looking probably between a, a double or a single here, depending on would, how you feel.
0: I would
2: I would say double.
0: Also say double. Yeah, double's fine. Uh would you mind double if I is... if I jumped on the bandwagon and also made a uh first four prediction? Go for
2: it. You, worry, you at, might as well. Please. Four and oh. Or oh and four, take four. Or and four.
0: say I see we'll start the season four and oh, baby. Ooh, home run. It's a big one. All right, so we're going to assign Josh's 0 and 4.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By default, no. No, we're not doing that.
0: We don't have any uh, pinch hitter rules. You should have that for... Yeah. Write that down pretty... I, I feel like this should be a home run. Um, yes, I okay. Cool with that. So, with two doubles three triples, and three home runs. Did I miss any there? I think I got it. That concludes our Write That Down prediction segment, which means we're at the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening to episode 186 of the 8311Cast. Hope to see you around here next week. In the meantime, check out our Twitter at 8311Cast. Three cool things about the Lions and the Browns. Who doesn't want to see stuff like that? Until next week, signing off for the 8311Cast. We have your hosts... Kyle Mersh. Kyle Codoy. Ariane Barry. And Wyatt Teeter. Talk to y'all again next week. Go Go Cyclones! Go Cyclones! Go Cyclones! Go Cyclones!